Welcome back to the New Illumination podcast. Uh, It's been a little while, and I have uh, not only some some personal reasons for it having been a little while, um, but also obviously there is a lot going on in the world currently, and um, it's difficult to speak with any kind of clarity on what I think is happening or what I think will happen, which is sort of the 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 point of this podcast, um, at least in my current conception of it. Um, there are so many moving parts right now, so many intricate. man, things contributing to what's going on right now in the world that it's just really difficult to have a concise idea. But maybe maybe that is in itself um, a good subject for a podcast. It's very confusing. It's extremely confusing. I did the podcast right at the beginning of uh, coronavirus you know, when it was kind of going viral, as it were. Um, And a lot of the things that I predicted have have come to fruition. Um, Not to say that it's any kind of special (laughs) prophetic sense on my part, but just I think that I saw sort of... uh, coronavirus is larger or, or a place within a larger picture. So that's what I like to do. I like to try to zoom out as much as possible and get the widest possible perspective on things and then sort of give my, my thought or my concept fully formed, at least as fully formed as it can be. And the problem with current events, um, you know, very current events. Right now it's the last day of June 2020. Uh, So we are officially halfway through the year. (laughs) You know, 2020 already seems like it's spanned a couple years. And that goes into the concept that I've talked about before with the acceleration of history. um, That there's more happening in history right now than would have been the case in an equal amount of time in the past, simply because the rate of information exchange and communication is so exponentially greater than at any time in the past that changes will happen much faster and are happening much faster. You know, I said, I think that, uh, coronavirus would and is having a an accelerationist effect. Um, accelerationism is a really interesting philosophy if you want to look into that yourself. Um, the basic tenet is that there's no way out of this kind of technologically driven mess that we've gotten ourselves into. Uh, this sort of, you know, metrical mess, you could say, the mess that ensued when we decided that everything had to be evaluated uh, through measurements and um, materialistic mathematical um, metrics. 
accelerationism is the idea that, well, we're not going to get out of that. There's no way to hop out of it. So let's just try to accelerate the process as much as possible and bring it to its inevitable conclusion, its inevitable doom, and then uh, see if we can kind of hopefully rise from the ashes uh, after everything crumbles and is destroyed. So uh, there's a sense in which I think that's what's happening right now. There's also a sense in which I think, um, well, maybe alongside that, you know, our world as we knew it has come to an end. Um, there is no going back to normal. It's not going to happen. I think I said that as well. And whatever the new normal is, whether it's the end of civilization or just a very modified version of civilization and culture and society, I don't know. But whatever that uh, new quote-unquote normal is, um, I think it's going to be predicated on the fact that uh, <laughs> there isn't a normal. I think that will be the new normal. It's like that old saying, um, the only certainty is change, something like that. We've lived in a very static uh, state for quite a while now, for decades, really. And it's largely, well, there are a lot of factors that play into it from the uh, the quote-unquote baby boomer generation holding uh, power and control far longer than any other generation has ever done in the past and thereby uh, maintaining the society and the culture uh, in their own image far after the expiration date, the natural expiration date of that culture and that image. Um, there are a lot of other things as well. Just the rate of change that I mentioned before uh, is not a rate which humans at any time in the past have had to deal with and therefore we're not adapted to change at such an accelerated rate. Uh, so we really don't have any kind of adaptive means of dealing with it, uh, at least not encoded in our genetics. Although at the same time, I think this is paradoxically kind of a reversion to uh, a past mode of being in which one's certainty about you know safety and security uh, is non-existent. One's certainty about the future is non-existent. You know that would that would have been the majority of human history, hunter-gatherer societies uh, to agricultural societies, uh, even up until really to some, I suppose the industrial revolution, since it was so new, nobody knew exactly what the future would hold, but we've been in a holding pattern for probably a little over a century, uh, where everyone alive today has sort of lived within the same general era. And that is the era of, uh, mathematics of metrics of quantity over quality uh, etc. Uh, quantification over qualitative measures of, of goodness or well-being, etc. Um, so in that sense, I think we are living through a reversion. Yeah, I think it was Nietzsche who said um, something about 
the eternal return. That is, uh, you could you could call that um, the cyclic nature of reality. You could call that a pendulum. People described it in a lot of different ways. I've considered it sort of a a rhythmic heaving, <laughs> a rhythmic uh, pressing against boundaries and the inevitable uh, resistance that doing so will incur. Um, so it is very difficult to see what's happening right now. Uh, I don't mean emotionally. I mean, it's, it's technically very difficult to perceive what is happening right now. Um, but in a way it's, uh, validating to my own viewpoint, uh, which is, has been for years, uh, that this world in which we live is not somehow the, the genuine object. It's not the real world. We've lived continually within a, uh, a, a, a fantasy, uh, and not a very good fantasy either. Um, we've seen, you know, what I've called, I mean, I'm not the first, I'm sure, but I've called it scientism. Uh, we've lived within that, um, paradigm for quite a while. And I think at this point we are uh, beginning to shift and it's going to, well, I don't actually know what's going to happen. It's either the institutional, um, trend or tendency will continue to assert itself. Uh, I talked about that in Microsoft patent, um, W O 2020, 060606 um with the the continual tighter and tighter more and more granular control of actions and beliefs and thoughts and um pursuits which i think that system uh which if you didn't listen to the episode or or don't recall um it was a a body integrated cryptocurrency generation system. So this is a, a method which I see as um, a further institutionalization, by which I mean the control of individuals and individual actions, thoughts, uh, by a larger um, predetermined structure, which... You know, it's interesting. I had a dream the other night, and I'm a big believer that dreams, you know, as Carl Jung posited um, and theorized, that dreams are essentially the unconscious attempting to communicate uh, certain ideas to the conscious mind, which uh, the conscious mind either is not aware of overtly or which the conscious mind is resisting. So, um, this dream that I had was rather odd. Um, I remember I was just going through various normal scenarios in this dream. And, um, when I would go to do something, a little message in a box would, uh, sort of lay itself over, um, my optical field for instance, it would say, 
a normal person shouldn't do that, or a a good person wouldn't think that. <laughs> it's, uh, um, I'm not claiming or positing that that would be the the actual um, the actual way in which these sort of things would be instantiated, especially not right away. But I think that um, that that is sort of my perception of what will actually be going on um, in a metaphorical sense. So, you know, my unconscious mind saying it and presenting it to me in a, a more clear uh, way than I could have articulated otherwise, probably. And I think that this whole this whole moment is really it, it, it's serving a dual purpose. It's serving the purpose of further developing institutional control and uh, sort of the structural overlay over people's lives. And it's also serving the purpose of showing people overtly that that structure exists. Because a lot of times in the past when I've attempted to communicate these sort of things or um, tell people I think this is what's happening, I think that this is the way that things work. Uh, People have looked at me like I'm rather strange and um, maybe thought that I was a conspiracy theorist or that I was being crazy. Um, Maybe a little bit schizophrenic. (laughs) But I think now when I've been speaking to people about these sort of things, they've basically nodded right away and said, yeah, you're right, that's exactly what's happening, or, or yes, I have that same sense, yes, I feel that as well, there's a, there's a weird uh, set of control mechanisms that is, is revealing itself or is forcibly being revealed by the situation uh, at hand. So it's a strange time that we live in, and so I think it is serving the dual purpose of um, reinforcing those power structures, but it's also serving the purpose of showing people that they exist uh, and therefore that maybe they should be resisted. Maybe we should take more responsibility for our own lives because essentially that is what institutionalization does in effect. It takes the responsibility of the individual away from the individual makes decisions for them. Uh, so the trade-off, you know, if it was a 100% negative trade-off for um, the populace, they wouldn't go for it. They would resist much more uh, violently. But when the trade-off is ease and you don't have to think as much, you don't have to put as much effort in, you are fed stimuli continually, um, and essentially kept well-fed for the most part, especially in the Western world, kept with a roof over your head, um, you know, the enormous numbers of 
homeless individuals, especially on the West Coast, notwithstanding of America, I'm speaking specifically, obviously, but the majority of people have a roof over their head, are able to find employment, are able to eat. I mean, it's the first time in history when the poorer you are, the farther into poverty you are, the more likely you are to be obese. That's never been the case in history. Um, And this speaks to the fact that uh, our society has basically turned into one large lattice or web of institutions, which, yes, they provide for our every need and desire, but the flip side of that, the thing that we have to sacrifice in order to gain those advantages, is our freedom of choice, our freedom of self-determination, and our ability to basically take responsibility for our own lives and our own actions. And I think that that... uh, that's going to continue, but hopefully it is my, my deep hope. And the point of this podcast is to point these things out and to encourage, uh, this, this hope. It's my deep hope that people will realize that and they'll start taking responsibility for their own lives, for their own thoughts, their own philosophies, their own actions, their own beliefs. Um, And that's a good place to end it, I suppose, other than mentioning the uh, personal item that I had alluded to earlier, which is that uh, on June 14th, I had my first child, Satara, and I did, well, Satara did, I was there (laughs) as a spectator, Uh, and he is beautiful and perfect, and um, man, when people say that having a kid gives a whole new sense of meaning to your life. They are not lying. That is uh, absolutely accurate and beautiful. I won't give too many other personal details, but um, thank God for that. So I will see you next time on New Illumination. This is just a quick check-in, and hopefully I'll have some more detailed uh, thoughts on what is going on, as well as addressing some of the big issues that have happened in the last a uh, couple months. Uh, I'll do. Stay awake.